Hey there, Internet. This is Ignacio, or Ig, which is uh, my street name. One of your co-hosts of a new podcast called Comic Book Characters that you're listening to now, which I host with my friend Al, and we talk about the latest in comic book news, reviewing the weekend news, if you will, every week. And you're about to listen to our very first episode. Now, I feel like I should give you guys a bit of a warning here. Uh, when Al and I recorded this podcast, we were working with a very different title. And uh, it was a pretty good title, i got to say. I'm sad to give it up. But uh, we discovered after recording the show that there's already a podcast with the same name. And considered going with the name and sticking with it, but decided ultimately that we didn't want to make it look like we were stealing anyone's name. And we kind of wanted to make a name for our own. Um, so anyway, when you hear us mention the name of the podcast in this episode that you're about to listen to, you actually won't hear the name, because instead of the name, you'll hear this. Don't be alarmed. It's not us cussing or saying anything inappropriate, though there's plenty of that on the show, so don't don't worry. Um, it's also a mighty fine drinking game, so if you want to get some beers, um, you know, wine, maybe a cocktail, um, you know, every time you hear that noise, take a swig. I think you'll... I think you'll be happy with that. Um, also, if you want to take a drink every time we mention Spider-Man, um, actually, don't don't do that because you will probably die. Uh, but anyway, this is our first episode. Um, we're excited to do it, and we hope you guys follow us week to week. We are going to be on Facebook, and if you want to send us an email, you can find us at cbcharacters at gmail. Dot com again cbcharacters at gmail.com all right without further ado this is our very first episode hope you enjoy it Alfred, and welcome to the first edition of a podcast bringing you the latest and greatest in comic book related news. In this episode, we dive right into the biggest thing to happen to comic book movies. I'm, of course, talking about Spider Man joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And hey, guys, this is Ig again. Uh, we also talk about the new sci fi looking Fantastic Four trailer, and we discuss the diverse cast that Marvel has assembled for the film. Let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome to an episode, probably, I mean, the first one of... Uh, you probably recognize the voices because we've been doing this for a while, but we decided to change the name and kind of change the focus of the podcast. Uh, we used to be known as Tango and Cast, which was uh, an homage, if you will, to one of our favorite movies, Tango and Cash, which is actually a really awful movie that's hilarious to watch. But uh, we decided to switch it up and do a podcast kind of uh, focused more on the comic book world, um, not just about actual comics, but 
movies and comic book movies. TV shows. And um, TV shows and trailers. So we're kind of trying to switch it up. And um, hopefully you guys uh, dig it. And um, we'll kind of take it from there. Uh, getting a lot of feedback that a lot of you guys have liked a lot of the trailer uh, podcast that we've done with like the Avengers and Ant-Man and just kind of the comic book news stuff that we've covered in the past. So we're just trying to bring something a little more focused. Uh, that way you know what you're getting kind of week to week um, and, you know, see where it goes from there. Uh, that being said, you know, everything is still yeah, totally and, on the uh, table. Who knows uh, what kind of tangents or rants we're going to end up on, uh, you know, before it's all said and done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. Like, uh, it's not always going to be exactly always about comics, but uh, we'll try and stick to it as much as we can. And kind of the idea is we'll cover the last week of, of comic book news and, and what's been out there and um, and kind of just uh, riff on that. And who knows what kind of tangents we'll go on. Yeah, but, um, we have some anyway, let's know, get different this thing games started. we might end up playing down the road uh, for fans of, you know, things like the Who We Play For or the, you know, the And there's plenty of fans. The Connery or the Seanery. Uh, things like that, uh, we're going to retool and, and focus, you know, with the comic book slant, but it, there, there's, we've got stuff planned. So yeah, I mean, good, it's, good it's going to be essentially the same thing as Tango and Cast, except that we'll just try and keep it uh, a little more focused. So because we're talking about comic books, right. um, this is kind of like the perfect week to start this because there was really big news in the comic world. And it was something we actually talked about on uh, one of our previous podcasts when when it was Tango and Cass, uh, that Spider-Man may be involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously, this was something that uh, was not possible before because Spider-Man was just kind of a standalone franchise. Uh, But now it's come out that he will be part of some kind of Marvel movie, most likely the Avengers in the future, um, as well as have his own standalone movie. Right. Now, Al, you are giant <laughs> Spider-Man fan. Correct. I mean, the biggest Spider-Man fan. I know, I think you probably could go toe-to-toe with almost any Spider-Man fan in the world. What was your reaction? I when appreciate you heard that. This? Uh, I mean, I I lost my mind. I mean, uh, the news broke at around 11 o'clock Central, uh, I guess, two days ago, and... I mean, I, I was sharing and retweeting every post that would come up from a variety of different outlets. Was, you know, I probably ended up reposting or re resharing or blogging like 25 different news articles within an hour. <laughs> uh, it's it's super exciting. Uh, just a real quick for those that aren't aware of kind of how this all works. And if you're not really uh, into how movies work and kind of really into the 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 comic book culture. Um, some people might be like, you know, why is this such a big deal? Well, the thing is the way the characters for Marvel work is that some of them were sold the rights, the film rights to the characters were sold to other movie companies, uh, before Marvel studios actually existed. So for instance, Fox owns X-Men, you know, like Wolverine, all the X-Men characters, uh, fantastic four, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, all of the related characters to them. Uh, Sony owns Spider-Man, which famously made the Sam Raimi trilogy back in the early 2000s. Uh, and then the more recent Andrew Garfield movies. Uh, and then Marvel right. Studios, starting with Iron Man, uh, retains pretty much all the other intellectual properties. So Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, Thor, Avengers, 
um, all of those characters. The reason you don't you haven't seen Spider Man or X Men or Fantastic Four in any of the Avengers or any of those kind of films is that Marvel Studios doesn't own the rights to them, which is kind of weird because Marvel, the company, owns the rights to the characters, but not the movie rights. Marvel created those characters. Right, because Marvel I mean, they're created Marvel those characters. characters. Exactly. Right. They're trademarked through Marvel. Uh, but what this is going to allow is for Spider-Man, uh, and it's kind of crazy. Like, I saw this thing on Twitter where basically it was like, you know, North Korea hacks Sony email, emails get out, <laughs> show possible spider-man in avengers movie fans react positively sony gives spidey back to marvel cinematic universe and it's like kim jong-un a hero question mark <laughs> like um right you know which whatever but it's it is a big deal i you know what to that point though i don't understand what what finally convinced sony that this would be a good idea yeah. I mean, were they really surprised it's... that people were <laughs> excited that you know they could see spider-man with alongside the avengers and other comic book heroes i mean it almost seems like a no-brainer yeah hollywood's a weird place man and, and there's there's a no better example of this than the recent deadpool movie that's going to be coming out starring ryan reynolds um so so fox had the script and had a plan for a daredevil film for about three years and i know this is kind of going on a tangent but that's what we do here um uh so they had they were sitting on the script for like three years and they're just like nah you know whatever we're not gonna do it and then they released some leaked test footage of what that deadpool movie was gonna be like and it was just like two minutes of test footage and oh yeah i saw that and everybody like lost their shit because it was really funny and it was really good and there was such a positive response that fox said oh wait you guys would actually see this movie Okay, we'll make it. It's like, I don't know why it has to be so painfully obvious for some of these decisions. Like, if you tell people, we're going to put Spider-Man, who before, like, Avengers, before that that big boom of of Marvel films came out, Spider-Man was the biggest superhero film franchise um, to date. If you tell people, we're going to put Spider-Man and the Avengers together, like, (laughs) I mean, that's an automatic billion dollars. And... Yeah, I, you're right. I have no idea why it has to be so painfully obvious uh, for them to actually put these things in motion. But so what essentially happened is Amy Pascal, who was the head of Sony Pictures, was let go. Now, originally, people thought she was just fired due to all of the hack stuff. And the, the studio just hasn't been doing that well anyway. But there's some thought uh, there's some people who think that she was actually let go so that she could join Kevin Feige at Marvel Studios, because that's exactly what she's hmm. done. Um, so she was one of the main people that that ushered in the first Spider-Man films, the Sam Raimi ones. Uh, she right. produced those. So the fact that her and Kevin Feige, who's the head of Marvel Studios, is they're going to kind of co-produce the Spider-Man uh, stuff. So refresh my memory again. The first two Spider-Mans were Sam Raimi, but not the third uh, one? No, or, all three. Or all three Unfortunately, oh, okay. even the third one. So he can't he can't escape the third one either. Okay, so no. anyway, keep going. He's caught in the web of the third one, if you will. Oh, oh. It, nicely done. Mm. So mm, anyway, tasty. Amy Pascal goes with Kevin Feige, and they basically, Sony, who's been hemorrhaging money for the last couple of years, Sony Pictures, uh, they're going to retain a large portion of the financial uh, gains uh, or not, maybe not a large portion, but a, a decent chunk. 
and as far as I know, they actually don't even have to pay for any of the production costs. So it's it's basically free money for them. Um, but so yeah, it seems like a win win. I mean, yeah. in that movie, if that does happen with the Avengers and Spider Man, that's going to be that's going to be huge. I mean, that's got the potential to be to break pretty much every type of box office. Yeah, I mean, you're record. you're putting the two biggest superhero film properties into one vehicle uh you know i mean it's just we might see the first two billion i actually just pictured all of them getting into one car when you said that <laughs> right like Which a like a prius a or a, a yaris or something <laughs> How? okay that would be yeah, okay anyway go ahead <laughs> but well i'm just saying this this potentially could be the first two billion dollar you know film right. like franchise events so, or whatever and so yeah, I mean, we can kind of get into the the whole process of how it happened, but I think what most people are getting yeah. excited about is what's what, what's coming up now. What's because next? You got, right, it's a brand new world. What's next? I mean, there's day. so many. Right, <laughs> Marvel announced a while back just this incredible list of movies that were going to be coming out right. over the next three, four, five years. Right, and it's. It's obscene. I can't even like. It well, would we take talked me a while about to read it. all of them. You know, we talked about we it. We talked about it in the Tango Cast, Cast episode. Yeah. Uh, in the Tango, in the TNC days. Back in the old um, TNC days. <laughs> um, and there's just so many movies, and at this point, all we know is that Spider-Man is going to be in one of them. We don't know which one, but you would assume, <laughs> because of his major role in the actual comic book storyline, right. that he would be in Civil War, which is coming up. Uh, but yeah, next from year. everything I've heard, it seems like Civil War isn't, I don't know, it doesn't sound like it's quite going to be as grand as the comics series was, because it's really going to be like a, I think it's a Captain America storyline, is that right? Right, it's, it's not predominantly really going to be Avengers. From, right, from the Steve Rogers perspective. But Spider-Man is also involved in uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet, um, at right. least I believe he is. Yeah, uh, he is. But that's coming up in the future. And then, so I don't know. I mean, it's kind of unclear <clears throat> as to what his role is going to be, but his first appearance, essentially, um, with these other characters will happen before Sony's next kind of standalone, standalone Spider-Man movie, movie right. comes out. So right. every Marvel movie that comes out now, I think everyone's going to be looking waiting for to him, see if right? like, Spider-Man Trying pops up around the corner. Is he in the, the background? Or is he like, crawling? Yeah. On the on the side of a building. Wouldn't it be great if his his appearance is just like Peter Parker, like taking notes as yeah. a reporter? And he's that's just it? like yeah, or he's just like taking pictures. Yeah, like he's like, like oh, uh, can I get your name? I just want to get I want to get the spelling right. Like Captain America just beats down like Baron Zemo or something, and 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 <laughs> so in the aftermath when they're arresting Baron Zemo, there's just Peter Parker just taking pics. Yeah, that's all he does. And like he doesn't even talk. You just like briefly see his like press pass. It just says P Parker. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> so they're like, "You're welcome, wanna... nerds." <laughs> but oh my god, I mean, that would be that would be the greatest troll job of yeah, all time. No, like, really I would give be, Marvel yeah. props for that. Like, I would be kind of pissed, like, "Oh, that's, that's you." It'd be but mad, kind of but you amazing. would respect them a little bit, right? Like, exactly. The so the news that came out of from from Variety, I guess yesterday, uh-huh. was that the standalone Spider-Man movie coming out in. 2016 is going to take place 2017 and uh according to this it says 2016 marvel oh yes you're right i'm sorry yeah Uh, 2016 2016 would be his first appearance in a marvel movie and some other film right in a different right um 
Right, because all of his movies are Marvel movies. <laughs> but uh, the actors that they've talked about possibly playing Spider-Man are all pretty young. And from from what Variety is reporting, it's going to be it's going to take place in high school. So um, that kind of begs the question: what what kind of Spider-Man are we going to be getting here? Because right. if he's showing up in one of these other Marvel franchises uh, before we even get that movie of him in high school, right. then that you would think he's he's going to be a young teenager, especially if he's with the Avengers, right. who, which, you know, the Avengers are comprised of non-teenagers. Right. They're, they're all full kind adults. Of, they're all adults. Yeah. So how is that? I mean, how do you see that kind of playing out? Like, I, you know, Tony Stark talking with Peter Parker and Peter Parker's like 20 years younger than yeah, him. Gee, Wilkers, Tony, uh, you know, <laughs> right. just, well, here's the thing about that. Um, I think actually, cause, uh, this is the first I've heard of that, but I think it's, I think it leads it lends itself to a lot of open possibilities uh, in terms of narrative because if you have this team of of seasoned adults who have you know right. they fought the Shatari they fought Loki they they've they've done this on a big scale and they know what they're doing uh, if you introduce Spider Man as sort of this naive um, inexperienced you know teen that that could be really interesting. Uh, adding Do you think that that's dynamic. too risky? Because really, when you put all these characters together, Spider-Man, Thor, the Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, all really big names in Marvel, yeah. but really Spider-Man is the biggest as far as when you're talking about comics, right? right. I mean, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, so is that is that going to be strange to have that kind of relationship where Spidey all of a sudden is the inexperienced kind of like new guy on the scene? When really, he's. I mean, he's if you go the back most, to his like, roots, prototypical Marvel character. Right. If you go back to his roots in the comic books from the '60s when he first appeared, that that was his role, though. Uh, in his mm. first, in the first issue of Amazing Spider-Man, he, he, uh, he tries. Which you to, own, right? Which I do own, right? Signed by Stan Lee, in Jesus fact. Jesus Christ. So. <sighs> How much does that go for? How much does that go for? Um, I mean, it depends on the condition, right? But uh, typically, you won't see one for less than about two grand. Wow, dude! When are you selling that? <laughs> uh, I guess after the movie comes out, right? Like, I mean, oh, wow. I don't know. So, what's someone? Someone comes to you right now with yeah. an offer. What's What's the amount you would need for for you to sell it right today now? before the yeah, movie t- comes out? Because I really feel like today. the movie's gonna make it jump quite a well, bit. Listen, man, we're gonna have the people are gonna listen to this podcast, yeah. okay? Quite oh, a okay. few people, right? And someone's gonna be like, "This guy's got a number one." I got their email address. Yep. Yahoo. At Yahoo. At Yahoo.com. Yeah, not Gmail. Not we're, Gmail. Folks. We're a little edgy. We're a little edgy here. We're a little okay, alternative. We're not going with the obvious. Okay. At Yahoo.com. Yahoo. Com. They could reach out to you and they could be like, hey, I want to throw down five grand for yeah. that. Um, what, do you, what do you say? Right now, I would say nothing nothing south of 6000 Whew. You drive a hard bargain. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, dude. So but in the first back, issue of so Spider-Man. He, in go the ahead. first issue of Amazing Spider-Man, uh, he, he tries to join the Fantastic Four because he thinks they get paid for being the Fantastic Four. And oh, that's interesting. So maybe that could be something that they get inspired by, and they try yeah, to do a Yeah, they can make it with the Avengers. Like, him. he tries to join yeah. the Avengers because he's poor, and he wants money, and he needs money. Like, he needs to help Aunt May or whatever. And uh, you could totally see that storyline working, Yeah, too. that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, it, it does lend it, itself. Like, it just... 
I guess the only concern that I might have if they go that route is that if you make him too juvenile, too inexperienced, it might marginalize the character a little bit because it, it, it shows lack of power. But, you know, Marvel seems to have been pretty smart in terms of planning their, their movies out and their storylines out years in advance. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, this could be a, a really great opportunity for them to have a, a truly uh, significant developmental character arc where... You know, he starts off as this really neophyte kid trying to to play superhero. And by the end of it, you know, five, eight, ten years down the road, he, you know, he becomes the central character that, you know, that he's supposed to be. See, I kind of see it the opposite. I think if you're going to have Spider-Man in an Avengers movie, I yeah. know it's it's the Avengers and these guys have kind of established their own storyline. Right. But I think if you're introducing Spider-Man into that, like yeah. he's going to have to pretty quickly become a central character. And this is, okay, I'm going to go totally nerdy here, but yeah. you can almost do like a Rodimus Prime type storyline. Right. Where he's like, you know, the young, inexperienced guy, but by the end of the movie, he's like the leader, you know? He's yeah. he's the main guy. In, and in I, one film. I could totally film, see them doing that. In one go. Yeah. I could totally see them doing that because he is... He's just such a big name in the Marvel universe. Yeah, you're right, and that is that is the big concern. So it'll be interesting to see what Marvel does because I, I think you're right. I think if they're skittish at all, which almost every movie studio would be, I, I feel like if you go the route that I explained, you do risk marginalizing the character um, instead of kind of reaping the benefits of what he is right away. Um, so it'll. Probably I don't think be that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it'll be hard yeah, for I, them to. To, uh, I I don't I don't see Spider Man being like Hawkeye in the first Avengers movie. Well, and when I, just, I say I Martin, I don't mean that he has like a small role. I just mean in terms of of his importance or his uh, maturity within the context of the other characters. Like I just yeah. You know, you know the I mean? other thing to, that I just thought of is the Civil War uh, storyline is essentially a rift between superheroes because. Uh, the government wants them to essentially be regulated and to, like, I don't know, get a license or some shit. Right, to reveal their and, identities for any superhero vigilante that, that has not publicly right. revealed And that creates identity. two factions, one led by Tony Stark, right. who's, I don't know, played by Robert Downey Jr. is in his 40s? I don't know, maybe late 40s? Yeah. Um, and in the comics, the other side is really led by Spider-Man, who, if they did the <laughs> the storyline that way would be led by a teenager. I don't know if that's... Well, I would that say would that the other side well. is led by Captain America. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Because it's yeah, right. it's really... Cap- it, you, but you're right. Central, Civil War is essentially about three characters. It's about Tony Stark, Iron Man, pro-registration, Captain America, Steve Rogers, anti-registration, and then Spider-Man, Peter Parker, sort of caught in the middle. And really, like the main, I think the most uh, memorable moment from that storyline was Peter Parker. I mean, I can spoil this, right? It's been out for a while, or should I not? Well, no, yeah, go ahead. I mean, okay, you know what? Spoiler alert. So that way, if you don't, if you want to read Civil War, go for it. I mean, it's going to come out anyway. But uh, Peter Parker reveals him. I mean, he takes off the Spider-Man mask and says, Uh you know, reveals his identity for the first for the first time, and that was a Mm -hmm. big moment. Yeah, it's huge, Uh, and you could. You could still see that happening in Civil War, uh, but that would obviously really change the landscape of um, 
of that world. I mean, though, maybe not so much because, I mean, everyone knows Tony Stark. I mean, that was one of, like, the cool things about the first Iron Man movie is that... Right, at the end of the first They kind of stole that. They kind of stole that scene where they were like, I'm Iron Man. Yeah. And they took away that whole mystery, and it's like, it's out in the open. Nobody cares. So maybe maybe Peter Parker coming out as Peter Parker wouldn't really have the impact that it did in the comics. Maybe, but I think... I think that also lends itself to another line of storytelling within the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they haven't really touched on a lot, which is the vigilante, the the, the hero or villain whose identity is not known, you know? Because, right. I mean, no one knows who the Hulk is, I guess, in Avengers. and But right. Thor is just Thor, and people know Thor is Thor. And I I'm I think people know that Captain America is Steve Rogers in that universe, yeah they do right yeah. so I think yeah they totally do yeah people, they totally I mean, do because like, they call him Captain in the museum Rogers and when he's yeah. in Shield right. and all of that right so they really haven't tackled the vigilante the masked vigilante kind of storyline yet and maybe that's where you know who's gonna Spider-Man. but you know who's probably gonna do that Darkhawk oh, God well he he does have a mask Darkhawk so. um. <laughs> Okay, so I I just on a quick tangent here. I'm a big Darkhawk fan. I'm just gonna come out and say it. Do you have Darkhawk um, number one? Oh, do I? <laughs> do I? Yes. Okay. Good. Would you like? I don't even think anyone's signature on it would would increase its value at this point. No. Maybe who could? Okay, <laughs> that's a good question. Whose signature would increase Darkhawk number one's value right now? Um. As of right now, I would say no one. If Darkhawk is ever somehow <laughs> transitioned into a movie of some sort, or even as a secondary character, well, who's the top autograph to get in the world at the moment? Uh, in terms of comic book stuff, I'd say Stanley. Just Lee. anything. Oh, anything. Okay, Stanley. Uh, I don't know, Michael so, Jordan. A Stanley, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. He probably signed everything. He. That's all he does all day. Okay. He just signs stuff. Uh, uh, anyway, I got in. I got super into Darkhawk when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I used to, I, the, the character I first got into was Iron Man because I just thought Iron Man looked so cool and I liked, I liked the colors and the, the way he flew around. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might have been because I just liked McDonald's a lot. Yeah. Because uh, similar colors. I also liked Hulk Hogan. There you similar go. Colors. Oh, man. Look at you. We're getting deep here. Uh, I liked Iron Man. I didn't notice that he was like <laughs> supposed to be this fucking neocon like conservative asshole in the comics i that totally went over my head at the yeah. moment at the time but uh i was when i started collecting i was like oh man this is like issue 276 like oh my i've missed so much i don't even know like i don't know any of the backstory right so i remember reading the iron man comics and every week they would have an ad for coming up coming soon yeah for the new guy for the new, new stuff. yeah new marvel character this guy's red hot. We're gonna push him to the moon, to the to the moon, to the moon, just Dark to the moon, Hawk. no further than that. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, Dark just put Hawk. him on Apollo and, eighteen or whatever. Yeah. So I was, I got excited. I'm like, I like, you know what? I want to get in on the ground level. I want to start right from scratch. I want to start from scratch. And you're I gonna did, grow so I with collecting. with the character. Exactly. And then right. when I get to like episode. You know, I'm sorry, like uh, uh, issue 236, I can be like, oh, yeah, I know which storyline they're referencing because I've... <laughs> I've been there since that. the I, beginning. I'm, I'm in the long Been there. Hall. Yeah, you don't have to, like, give me cliff notes or little, like, you know, sources. Those I little got, editor notes I know the they whole put thing. in sometimes the editor notes, when they reference Exactly, stuff. like, I don't yeah. need that. 
Like I'm I'm good. I know the whole storyline. Right. And then about 30 issues in, I started to realize, even as a kid, <laughs> that Marvel wasn't really throwing in the towel on this Darkhawk character because <laughs> even as a kid I noticed the writing was terrible, but but the and I don't I don't want to like shit on artists because they have a really hard job and they have to like churn these comics out so fast. But I figure there's a hierarchy of artists and you have like the really top guys. And at right. the time the really top guys were like the dudes who were illustrating Spider Man. Um dude, yeah. help me out here. Uh what, like the, Todd McFarlane? Uh, McFarlane. Todd McFarlane and uh, Eric Larson. Lar- Eric Larson. Those guys were awesome. And I remember like I would I would read the Spider-Man comics at the time because I just, man, I loved those guys. They were yeah. so good. They were, they were And tremendous. like the Sinister Six storyline was awesome. Like I loved the drawings on that. Yeah. And then I'd open up my Dark Hawk <laughs> and I'd be like, who the fuck, who drew this? Like it looked, it just looked so bad. I, it looked I, so bad. Yeah. I've seen a couple of those Dark Hawk covers and I'm just like, what is going on here? Yeah. And then like they would just create characters. Like I think Marvel just was like, Almost forgot about Darkhawk, and they're just like, "Guys, just do whatever you want, man." And sometimes that could be good. Yeah, like sometimes you can come out with something like Guardians of the Galaxy, where like Marvel (laughs) just doesn't give a shit, and they're like, "Hey, do some like crazy sci-fi stuff, and you know, you'll get like a niche audience, and and they can be crazy and creative and come up with some great stuff." Right. But sometimes (laughs) you need a little leadership because Darkhawk was not good. And then I ended up giving up, and a little after that, the Darkhawk series was over with, and Darkhawk is no longer part of the Marvel universe. So for now, uh, for now, for now, but anything is possible. Spider-Man's coming into this. I mean, it's opening the like door slowly and open. There's a the fucking door. there's a Black Panther movie coming out. Yep. I mean, pretty soon, dude, yep. we're going to start. They're going to start like looking for some. Maybe we should start campaigning for like a Dark Hawk Sleepwalker uh, <laughs> team up movie. Dark Walker. Oh, my God. That sounds like a movie that would come out. Dark Walker sounds like... Doesn't Dark Walker just sound like a great movie? Yeah. Wouldn't you watch Dark Walker just without any description? In a world. <laughs> dark Walker. I mean, that's... In a dark world. Okay. Okay. All right. End of tangent. Right. Uh, dark Hawk is not coming back, but, uh, you know, a boy can dream. <laughs> a boy can uh, dream and a man can cry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Spider-Man's coming in. I'm I'm pretty excited about this. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. Um, so uh, an interesting thing that I saw somebody post on Twitter was the idea that I mean not only does this allow Spider-Man, of course, to join up or to appear in, in you know Captain America: Civil War or the Avengers, you know, in Infinity Infinity War. Um, you also have the ability now to draw other characters into the Spider-Man movie that's going to be coming out in 2017. So maybe Bruce Banner shows up, you know, maybe, Mm. maybe he's a professor at the school where Peter teaches or, you know, I mean, just any number of things can happen. It, It goes both ways. And I just think, I think, I guess my one concern is that it's sort of like Jurassic Park. You know, everyone was so concerned on whether they they could. They didn't ask whether they should, um, you know, or whatever yeah. that line is from Jurassic Park. <laughs> but um, I hope that they don't always try to jam stuff together. Like, I think it's cool that th- they have the opportunity to. But, I, you know, at the same time, don't just throw Thor in the Spider-Man movie for shits and giggles. Like, I, it has but to be But you know that's going to happen. 
<laughs> you know that's gonna happen. Well, I, I just I mean, the, narratively the fact that is, things make sense. The, no, I agree with you, but the fact is, there's been so many comic book movies, and I I would say, at least in my judgment, a small percentage of them are actually like really great. You know, the most of them are just kind of okay or really bad. Um, and I think it really has a lot to do with just who's at the who's kind of in charge. I mean, I think who's what made the Avengers, yeah, what made the Avengers so great is Joss Whedon, and like, you know, yeah. you can't we can't clone this guy and make him direct every single one yeah. of these superhero movies. Well, and and uh, Winter Soldier, which was done by the Russo brothers. Uh, yeah, I'm they, not saying it's just Joss Whedon. Capable, I think. And I think, you know, I think some of these movies have also established a bit of a blueprint that I think other directors can follow, yeah. which, you know, is helpful. Yeah. But, I mean, looking at all these comic book movies that are coming out, I think 32 in the next five years. Yeah. You're, you're bound to get some duds in there. So I, ha- I have true. another question, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at that list that we went over a while back of yeah. the 2016 movies right. that are coming out. Well, wait, and, and let me stop you right there real quick, if you don't mind. Um, hold yeah. your thought. Uh, this thing with Spider-Man going to the MCU is so big that as soon as that Marvel announced that that was going to happen, uh, within about 12 hours, they moved three of the other films that are going to be coming out. So Thor got pushed back, and Inhumans got pushed back. And I think... Okay. Um, Either the Miss Marvel or the Black Panther movie got pushed back because they are going to accommodate the Spider-Man movie that's going to be in 2017. And then I guess whatever his appearance is going to be in 2016. So, I mean, they're taking this seriously is what I'm saying. And for them to restructure some of their other films, it shows that they're they're. I imagine they're going to try to put his their best effort with it. Yeah. Um, so let me go back to this list that we went through a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if stuff has changed, but I'm going to go through the movies that are currently coming out in 2016. Right. And you can give me, you can maybe tell me the probability either of, high or of low Spidey that Spider-Man, showing up. <laughs> Spider-Man will be in it. It's what do like you think? a Where's Waldo of, <laughs> he's got so the, the first same one, colors kind of. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't even think of that. Um, the first movie we already talked about, Deadpool. I don't even know that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a Fox movie, so he can't be in that. Okay, okay, next. We already touched on this one. I think it's probably most likely Captain America Civil War. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say that, that that's my number one uh, uh, guess or uh, assumption. Next is a movie I don't think he can appear in, which is X-Men Apocalypse. Right, again, another Fox, Fox film. So. Then we have Suicide Squad. What That's about Doc, What about Doctor Strange? It's possible. I mean, in the comics, they they have teamed up uh, at various points, but you know, and you could maybe argue that because Doctor Strange is sort of a peripheral character, he's not that that well known. Maybe they throw Spider Man in there to get some more eyeballs on it. But right. um, I think. My thought is that wherever they put Spider-Man first, they're going to make a big thing. And I, I don't see... If you already have Iron Man guest starring in this in the Captain America film, if you have the opportunity to add Spider-Man as well, and have, I mean, three of the biggest heavy hitters in Marvel Comics all be in the movie, I, I don't know how they pass that up. So, I mean, they haven't announced that that's the movie he's going to be in. They haven't. It seems the most likely, right? It I mean, does that's... seem the most likely. And they obviously know... 
right? I mean, they have yeah. to know where he's going, but they're not telling us. And I don't know if that's just to create buzz or, you know, or what. But I mean, so other than Doc, is that is Doctor Strange the last one that's coming out, or is... no? Uh, there's three others. Okay. One is Gambit, which we know he won't be in. Right. But the other two um, are possibilities. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe these have been taken off the table at this point. But what do we know about? And I know the storyline because I read it in the comics, but what do we know about the Sinister Six movie? Right. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, the last thing I read is that Sony still wants to move forward with the Sinister Six film. Uh, which, which, by the way, really quickly, who are the characters from the comics? Do you oh, remember man. All of them? There's so many different iterations of Octopus, that. Dr. Ock. Mr. Dr. Ock. Uh, I think Sandman might have been in it. Yeah, Doc Ock, Sandman. It's Electro. Electro, Mysterio. Maybe Rhino. Rhino. And then and either else. like Craven, Green Goblin, Vulture. Yeah. It like changes. So, right. but so it's what's the deal with that movie? It's essentially six of the bigger Spider-Man villains teaming up. Right. Uh, uh, the so evil Avengers, like, in a way. That, in a way, almost seems like a more obvious Spider-Man movie. Right, right. Um, so what I've what I've heard uh, out of Sony is that they definitely still want to do that. They have a really good director, or who I think could be a good director, attached to the film. Uh, his name is, I think, Drew Goddard. He's the director of Cabin in the Woods, which I was a really big fan of. Oh, yeah. That was um, interesting. Gender or uh, genre bending. Yeah, movie. kind of a genre bending movie. Uh, did something a little different than what you typically see. So they have him attached to it. So they're not letting go of that project. But given the recent happenings with with Spidey going over to MCU, um, they're not really sure what they're going to do yet. So and by MCU you mean Marvel Cinematic, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Universe. But right. then again, all the nerds who listen to this already know what that means. So who cares? Well, um, yeah, right. I don't know, man. It should be interesting to see where where they what they do with this. I think. I mean, I think at the end of the day, this is of course great news. I've seen nothing but positive response and feedback to the news. I haven't talked to or seen one person that was like, "Oh, this sucks." Like everyone seems to be on board. So, so I, if you get your choice, Captain America Civil War or the Sinister Six, which one do you want to see Spider-Man in? I honestly don't see how they do Sinister Six without I don't Spider-Man. know how you could do it without him either. Um, but that being said, the opportunity to, again, have Iron Man, Captain America, and Spider-Man in one film, yeah. I, I wouldn't pass cool. that up. I do. Well, you know, we wanted to cover some other things before we uh, yeah. have to go for the week. Because well, um, so, there's been actually some pretty good comic book news, but go ahead. Well, I was going to say is um, maybe as a way of transitioning, because one of the other exciting things about the fact that Spidey is going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now is, and they've also announced that Andrew Garfield is not going to reprise the role of Peter Parker. The other kind oh, of and, yeah, postulating and... and guessing game that's going on right now is who is going to play peter parker and who he play yeah who play him (laughs) who play him okay who play him who play him uh (laughs) so (laughs) so who are (laughs) who are the options so i mean there's a few uh the biggest one that's actually trending on twitter right now is donald glover donald glover for spider-man is actually trending on twitter Uh, and here's the thing most people that want Donald Glover to be Spider-Man want him to play the Miles Morales character, which is the half African-American, half Puerto Rican 
Spider-Man right. that's in the what's called the Ultimate Marvel Universe, who is so popular, is, they're actually yeah. bringing him into the regular Marvel Universe. They're they're going to jump him over somehow. And wait, 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 wait. What does that even mean? So, okay, like in in comic books, DC does this as well. There's alternate Oh, you're universes. talking about in comics. You're not talking about you're not talking about movies. Right, right. In the comics, in the comics. Oh, okay. uh, Miles okay. Morales is a half African American, half Puerto Rican kid he's like 14 he has power similar to spider-man and he essentially becomes spider-man after peter parker dies in that universe that character is so popular and is so well received that marvel is actually going to bring him into the marvel universe proper got it got it um so that brings us back to donald glover um most people who are advocating for him are saying he'd be perfect to play miles and he really would i mean i if you're making a miles morales Spider-Man film, the 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 list of who should play him should start and end with Donald Glover. But Donald Glover's not is he? He's not Puerto Rican, is he? He's just, no, he's just black. Isn't he Danny Glover? He's just yeah. black. No, he's not Danny Glover's son. I thought he was. <laughs> he is not because I I actually had an opportunity to meet Danny Glover um, last you year. Did. Yeah, and I didn't uh, due to uh, a time restraint or constraint. But it's a good thing that I didn't meet Danny Glover because oh, my intention, like, my intention was to go up to Danny, tell how much I liked him in you know *Lethal Weapon* and *Saw* oh, or whatever, God. and *Predator 2*. <laughs> *Predator 2*. I loved your work in *Predator 2*. I loved right, it. Anyway, go ahead. I loved it when you climbed that ladder at the end and shot him <laughs> from the top of a building. Um, but the other thing I wanted to tell him was, man, your son is so talented and hilarious. And I just hope the best for for your family and for Donald, you know, to just succeed because I think he's just a really talented guy. I I didn't again. I was not able to actually talk to Donald uh, to Danny Glover that day. I later find out that Donald Glover is in fact not Danny Glover's son. <laughs> so if I had gone up to Danny Glover and told him my spiel, my story. He would have looked at me like I was crazy and and probably gotten, you know, he probably would have gotten upset, but he would have been like, that's not my son. So. So where does that even come from? What? That he would, because I think most people think that's. I know, <laughs> right? I don't know. Like, I've, I don't, I think it is a prevailing thought that Donald Glover is Danny Glover's son, that, but that's not the case. His father, Donald Glover's father is a postal worker. Donald Sr. Yeah. Retired postal worker. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so, going back to Miles. Anyway. <laughs> that being said, if you wanted to to tell me that 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 Donald Glover got cast as Peter Parker, I'd be totally okay with that. I'm fine. Like Donald Glover can can do it. I have no problem with him. I think there would be too much backlash. Unfortunately, I, I think you saw. Yeah, on- dude. Of course. This this reminds me of like when people were trying to get um, what is it, Weird Al to do the Super Bowl. Like, there's all this support, like, oh, Weird Al should play the Super Bowl, and of course he should. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. But that would just never happen. Yeah. And Donald Glover is not going to play Spider-Man because, like I told you earlier, people freaked out for over a black Stormtrooper, man. Yeah. People freaked America out over a black James Bond. Race like, at all. A black Spider-Man. It's weird. I we can know. have a black president, I think it'd be cool. but not a black fictional character. <laughs> like, um, Right, and it's like... I mean, I, I wish like the studios just had the balls to go go ahead with it, even even if you know some crazies on Twitter 
you know, got <laughs> mad about it. But I mean, it, I don't it's, know. Here's it's, the thing. I, I, I think they it. should get whoever they think is going to do the best job. But I, I think you could easily argue that Donald Glover would be amazing. Like he would just. Yeah. I think he would crush. He's it. naturally funny. He's charismatic. He's got the right. He's got the right kind of attitude and sort of right. personality. Like cocky, but kind of unsure at times. Also, like that's that's Spider Man. So, uh, you know, that being said, that's a pipe dream. I I would totally be for it. I just I don't think that's going to happen. Some other people that are being kind of named or bounced around. Uh, a guy by the name of Dylan O'Brien, um, yep. who was in a movie called Maze Runner. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen it either. I don't think I've seen any movie that guy's in, but I looked him up on Google. He looks like and Peter just Parker. looking at him, it's <laughs> like, oh wow, that's like Peter Parker, uh, you know, in human form. Right. Um, so I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that guy a lot. I can't really vouch for him. He does. He does have the look. Um, another actor that they have, uh, they're considering is Logan. Been mentioned Logan Lerman. Yeah. Right. Who, um, who's in Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I did see that movie. The funny thing is, as soon as I saw that movie, I thought that entire time that this guy, I was like, man, this guy would be really good as Peter Parker. Like, he just, he kind of has that sort of downtrodden Parker luck, like, crappy things happening and dealing with it sort of right. essence to him, but he's still, like, likable and you know, perseveres. And the fact that they're that they're considering these guys who are both really young, yeah. um, also kind of drives home the fact that it's going to be a high school, yeah, driven storyline when when Spidey does come back. Um, Which, I just hope they don't do the origin yeah. story again. I'm so fucking well, he, tired. And here's of seeing that. somebody uh, on Twitter on my Twitter feed uh, posted. I can't remember who it was. Wish I could remember, but they posted something like, "Look, even if you have him go back to high school." We don't need the origin story. Spider-Man is a $1.5 billion intellectual property. People know more about <laughs> Spider-Man than they do about some of their uncles. Like, Which <laughs> right. is true. You don't right. need to tell the story. Like, I feel like you could just drop him in. Like, Oh, totally. Like, you, you totally don't could. need he's to like explain James, how he's he like got James his Bond. powers. Yeah, they don't keep retelling James Bond's story every time they get a new <laughs> right. James Bond. Right. So yeah, I think I think that's a perfectly good parallel uh, with James Bond. Um, well, you know what? I want to I want to jump into something else. Unless you had something else you want to add here about Spidey. Well, there's um, just I just want there's two more guys that are up for the role. Okay. Uh, really quickly, talking about James Bond, there's a movie that's coming out in about a week called Kingsman, uh, like the Secret Service or the English Secret Service, something like that. It's actually based off a graphic novel. It stars Colin Firth and a guy named Taron Egerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy is being uh, possibly considered for the role of Peter Parker. And he, he does kind of have that that flavor to him as well. Um, I haven't really seen anything else that he's in. I do want to see Kingsman, so I guess we can talk about that after it comes out and, and maybe revisit it. The last Did you guy, read the comics? I have not read the comic yet. I do mm. want to read it. I heard it's pretty good. Um, the the movie, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, it has a very James have, Bondish yeah. feel to it. It does, yeah. Um, it looks good. I, I it looks kind of thought It's directed like, uh, by Matthew yeah, Vaughn, who I, did X-Men First Class. I got like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen vibe when I watched it, though. So I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Yeah, that's but, uh, true. It could get. It might be hokey. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm we'll probably going to see it. Last guy, because I know we're, we're spending a lot of time on this. 
But the last guy, it is really big news. Maybe the biggest comic book movie related news to ever come out um, with Spidey going to MCU, though, is Miles Teller. Um, Miles Teller, who is the the primary protagonist in Whiplash, which we've discussed previously on Tango and Cast. He's amazing in it. Uh, he's so good. Definitely has the chops to to play Peter. Kind of looks like Peter Parker. I, yeah. I think he would knock it out of the park. Uh, the only kind of question, and this is going to be a good transition for us here at uh, is that he's already he already is another superhero. Yeah, and I hate when actors do more than one superhero. I don't know why. I don't right. know why. That's just like one of my... So, Miles anyway. is going to play Reed Richards in the new Fantastic Four reboot that Fox is doing. And, you know, he could probably... He's probably going to do well with that, but I don't know. I mean, do you want somebody that's Reed Richards and Peter Parker? That's kind of... You know, I don't know. That wouldn't make much sense, and I don't I don't see that happening. Um, but... Um... It's interesting the the new Fantastic Four movie, which the trailer just came out. Right. Um, you the have extended also trailer. Very the extended trailer. Very young characters. I mean, it's similar to kind of what they did with with X Men. You know, it's like bringing it back to. I, I don't know if it's just maybe appealing to a younger audience, but yeah, um, making it more relatable to a younger audience, maybe. Exactly, but uh, I thought we can also delve into that fantastic Four definitely trailer, definitely i have some looks se- have pretty some cool thoughts. uh before we get into and it uh i don't know if you have it queued up there but why don't you go ahead let's 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 let's, let's listen to the trailer for all the uh there uh you guys get to hear yeah. the trailer we'll of course link it to the cast so that you can watch it as well if you'd like but that way you can hear it and then you can you know hear what our thoughts are and this one is actually i think works pretty well with just audio because it's got some uh It's got some cool narration, but anyway, I'll just go ahead and play it. How did we get this far? Human beings have an immeasurable desire to discover, to invent. Talk about intense. Um, so right yeah, off the seriously. bat, 
the the tone of that trailer reminds me so much of Interstellar. I, I didn't see Interstellar, but just in terms of like the tone of the trailer, it reminded me a lot of. You and know, you also have people in like astronaut suits. Yeah, <laughs> like it's you just know, looking of, like they're in some kind of distress. It's got this foreboding kind of sound to it. I gotta say that, man. Marvel. I guess this is kind of a general comment on trailers. You know not just Marvel, but I feel like even the Marvel movies, they've gotten really good at putting these trailers together. Like every single one of them always looks so good. It's like, it makes you think that these movies are going to be great. And a lot of times they don't always, they don't always pay off. Uh, they don't always pay off, but, but yeah, I mean, it was a great looking trailer. Um, the, the voice that you hear is Reg E. Kathy, who's, uh, an actor you've probably seen a lot of. He's kind of one of those guys who just pops up in a lot of things. Uh, he was in the wire. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, if people remember that show. There were so many characters that it's hard to keep track of. Right. But he was, uh, I believe, kind of like a, uh, uh, like assessor, or like a assistant to the uh, to the mayor, um, Carcetti, uh, in in Baltimore. But uh, more recently, he played uh, the guy who has his own barbecue shop in um, House, geez, what's House the name of Cards. Name? House of Cards. Yeah. Um, uh, so he's, I mean, he's, he's good. He's got, he obviously has a great voice. And in this movie, he actually plays the father of, um, Sue and, uh, the human torch. Right. Did you know that? I did not. I did not yeah. know that. I know that there is a lot of controversy when they cast the film, Michael B. Jordan, uh, also, uh, a wire alum. He played Wallace in the first season, uh, right. who obviously uh, didn't last very long. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he he looks very different now. He's uh, was a, a kid when he was in The Wire. Now he's, uh, he's like looks like a wrestler. I mean, the guy's incredible. Um, and then his sister in the movie is played by Kate Mara, who was in House of Cards House as well. House of Cards. Yeah. Um, both of them actually were in House of Cards. Right. Uh, their brother and sister, and the father is uh, Reggie Cathy. Um, Kind of interesting, though, that they're going with, like, a mixed-race family yeah. here. Um, that's something that uh, I haven't heard a lot of controversy about, and especially with all the other controversy that's happened. Maybe because Sue Storm is just not a character people get too up in arms about, <laughs> or uh, or uh, the Human Flame. but uh, Human Torch. But I like that. Human Torch, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I get his name wrong all yeah, the time. Yeah, you do. You always call him Flame or Flamer or... Flamer? Human Flame. Human, human Torch, by the way. Uh, also played by Chris Evans, who's now Captain America. Speaking of, uh, right, of dual actors who have played dual uh, characters, yeah. But uh, this is another. You know, speaking of reboots and kind of doing the origin stories again, um, Spider-Man certainly has gone through that. But Fantastic Four, uh, maybe more than any other franchise, just because it hasn't been able to get much traction and kind of keep yeah. a storyline going. Starting with the uh, Roger Corman like... debacle from the <laughs> early nineties. They've just had such a bad run, and yeah. um, it's funny because I think when when Stan Lee really had the idea of like trying to make Marvel movies, I think Fantastic Four was probably his you know top uh, franchise. Um, right. I mean, it certainly was in the when when Marvel kind of got going um, early on, mm -hmm. but uh, it's it seems like a franchise that's fallen by the wayside. This is an, obviously an attempt to. To get it going again, and to get it going with a young cast that could hopefully, I would imagine, for the creators, kind of have a long storyline um, where we can have them in multiple movies. But right, where um, they have arcs, they have real arcs as characters. Right, and from from the trailer, it seems like you know they're making an attempt to actually make a movie here. Um, 
I, I think you could even watch this trailer and not be entirely, uh, you know, aware that it's a comic book movie. Right. You know, there's it's not a whole lot It's almost more like a sci-fi movie, like a straight up right. sci-fi. But even then, not even like action sci-fi, like drama sci-fi. Like, yeah, um, exactly. It's, 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 it's got a very, very serious tone, which we've talked about before, uh, being a little weary of, of that when comic book movies take themselves too seriously. But... I think in the case of Fantastic Four, because it's been such a disastrous past uh, with the other films that have come out, they're just like, well, what can we do that's different? Because clearly doing it the other way hasn't really worked out too well. Uh, So I think that maybe is what's pushed them in this direction. Um, There's been a lot of trouble with the actual production of the film. They had to do a bunch of reshoots sort of recently. Usually when you have to do reshoots, that's not a good sign um, in terms of production of a film. But that being said, and like you said, they're getting really good at making these trailers. I just hope this is not another Amazing Spider-Man Part 3 or Spider-Man 3 um, situation where we have this really amazing, enticing trailer with a lot of promise only, um, you know, only to get jazz hands, Peter Parker dancing <laughs> dancing like it's saturday night fever you know oh it's so street. hard for me to watch that scene so, it still is really hard you know, for me to watch that scene <laughs> um i'm as with most comic book movies i'm going to keep an open mind and hope that it turns out well the fact that miles teller is in it who was already proven to be a quite a capable actor uh you've got michael b jordan who again is fantastic in the wire you've got um reginald I forget his last name. Sorry, uh, from House oh, of Cards Kathy. and Wire, and yeah. Kate Mara, who's in House of Cards. I mean, so you've got these actors that have proven that they're they're legit and have range. You know, nothing against Jessica Alba, who previously uh, played Invisible <laughs> Woman, but yeah, know, I know what you mean. And but this is another think- level of acting right. ability compared to that. You got to think with so many <laughs> with so many actors from. Uh, from House of Cards, like the director must have been inspired by that show. I mean, yeah, right. It, it like, looks it looks a bit. I mean, when you look at just the way it's shot, um, it's there's certainly some some shots in that trailer that yeah that, that look like they could be you know from from House of Cards. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it could be. I, I really don't know what to expect, but you know, we'll give it a shot. I think it's it's difficult for these series to to succeed now because they're. You know, the Fantastic Four, it just seems so separate from all the other Marvel storylines. But, um, but you know, I don't know. The trailer looked pretty cool. And I think it's uh, I think it's a different direction for them. And hopefully it's something that pays off. But, yeah, like, like we said, you know, when, when you go a little too serious with comic book movies, sometimes it just doesn't work out because it's like, you know, you're really trying too hard to... to yeah to communicate to the audience that this is like the end of the world and you know we need these heroes to save it but it's just like we've seen that story so many times right um you got to have a little fun with it so hopefully it's not as serious as the uh the trailer makes it seem but um but i gotta say i'm i wasn't i wasn't this wasn't even really on my radar that much but after watching the trailer it looks like it looks interesting i was i i will say this um after seeing the trailer I, I, I mean, I knew that he was coming out. I knew that they were working on it. But I kind of was like, well, you know, whatever. I didn't think much of it. But after I saw the trailer, and I, I messaged you as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, have you seen the trailer? Wow. Because it just, 
not that it's doing something so unique or anything that's been you know unseen before but it's just it's so different than what i was expecting that it caught my attention and i think that's what they're going for with this i think even though this is a a well-established franchise in the marvel universe universe uh because the movies have so far been unsuccessful i i think um i think it 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 gives marvel a chance or you know the, the director the writers a chance to kind of go off script and, and, and do something, uh, do something new and fresh. And hopefully that turns into something interesting and it's not just the same old story, but, um, from seeing that trailer and seeing, you know, kind of some of these casting choices they've made, it seems like they're willing to take some chances and that's, that's always a good thing. I also wonder if maybe they looked at Batman begins the first Christopher Nolan, Batman, <laughs> right. Uh, as inspiration because it kind of, or interstellar, the other or interstellar, <laughs> Christopher right, Nolan, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Um, they should have just gotten Christopher Nolan to do this movie, I think, and then it probably would have worked out really well either way. There might actually be scenes from Interstellar in this movie. We don't know. <laughs> I'm we serious. Wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to figure it out. Yeah. Go back and watch the Interstellar trailer. I'm pretty sure there is an exact scene where there's like a cornfield or a grass field, and there's like a car driving down a dirt road, <laughs> just like in the Fantastic Fortress. I'm almost, I can almost guarantee that there's almost an exact shot for shot scene i just hope this one doesn't include the uh fantastic car which was uh i, I want to see was robbie Dutch? the robot that's who i hope is in because <laughs> uh, you don't know robbie the robot was this little uh cartoon robot that was thrown into fantastic four because they didn't want the human torch they were worried that kids would set themselves on fire so they <laughs> right. just removed him from the cartoon he didn't exist, and they put this little robot in instead who flew around. He kind of looked like the robot from Rocky Four, <laughs> but much smaller. There, uh, uh, One of the cool things, going back kind of to the to the Donald Glover, Peter Parker you know, thing, is that, right. well, even though there was some controversy with Fantastic Four and Michael B. Jordan being cast as Human Torch, Johnny Storm, who's traditionally a white person in, in the comic, um the fact that they did decide to go through with it despite the controversy and backlash shows that we're kind of moving in the right direction where, you know, really it's, it's not, it's what actor can best portray this character on screen. And yeah, uh, as long as we're moving in that direction, I don't need it now. I mean, again, it's, it would be really cool to see what Donald Glover could do with the Peter Parker or miles Morales role. Um, but as long as we're moving in that direction, I'm okay, you know, and so I actually like the fact that they kind of shook things up with the Johnny and Sue Storm relationship and the father and whatnot. That's that's a whole new dynamic. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of diehard. It's really ironic to me because a lot of the diehard fans of the comic book source material, right, like the guys and girls who have been reading it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. They're the ones that are in such an uproar anytime there's like a change. So like when Michael Clark Duncan was Kingpin in Daredevil, you right. know, black Kingpin. That by far was not the worst thing about Daredevil, by the way. <laughs> not even sh- no. not even close. Not even close. Um, and now you've got Michael B. Jordan playing Johnny Storm. Here's my thought. If I'm a longtime reader of these characters, of these stories from the comic and they're transitioning to something like television or film, here's an opportunity for me to see a new story that I've never seen before because they're changing the dynamic. And that's exciting. 
You know, that's yeah, exciting right. to me because I've been reading this for 10, 20, 30 years. And now you're introducing something that I've never seen before. And as, a, as someone who would appreciate fiction, because obviously if you're reading comic books, you appreciate fiction. I don't see how you couldn't embrace these sorts of changes for new story opportunities. Yeah, people hate change, dude. People like their routines. <laughs> they like certain things being the way they are. But you know what? I think what's going to end up changing studios' minds is, you know, once they do kind of run with something like Donald Glover as Spider-Man or Idris Elba as James Bond and have those movies be successful. Because um, yeah. these studios are all about the bottom line. And right. uh, until they see that, you know, a, a movie with the black James Bond can be just as successful as one with the white James Bond, uh, they're going to be hesitant to do it. Um, so... Fuck, man, I, I, you know what? It would be great if, if they had the balls to, to have some more, you know, minority actors play some of these major characters. But um, I think it's going to take some kind of big watershed moment for that to happen and a studio really putting themselves out in the line. Hopefully it's with James Bond. I mean, I would love to see Idris Elba as James Bond. I want to see Idris Elba do anything. It. Like, Idris Elba can play a loaf of bread, and I'm in. <laughs> He's awesome. He's amazing. He and he is like the perfect James Bond. He would be so good in that role. Yeah, they really. Uh, I guess the only issue is like he's just such a big, imposing guy that like who the hell's gonna beat up him? Like, <laughs> right? You would have to. You'd have to have like a giant basically. But uh, but he's awesome. He's smooth. He's got. He's a great actor. He's got a great you know yeah. great persona on film. So I don't know. I'm with you, man. I I hope they have the balls. to Idris Elba, like by that. the way. Don't mean to interrupt, but Idris Elba, who plays Heimdall yeah, and Thor, right. who again is a traditionally uh, a white character. So, and and he, yeah, it's it's not that they haven't done this. It's just you know we we we've seen it with kind of side characters, secondary or not, characters, you know, right. secondary characters, sometimes big characters, but in you know not great movies. Um, it'd be great to really grab a big time franchise and uh, put a minority actor in there. Um, I think it'd make a, a big statement and it would, it would uh, hopefully uh, create some change. Um, but I, I agree with you, you know, I think one, one of the reasons I'm excited about this fantastic four movie is the fact that they decided to go with a, you know, a mixed race family yeah. um, of, you know, one of like the most traditional Marvel stories and franchises right well you know uh, the fantastic it's so great that you said that because fantastic four are considered the first family of comics right yeah like, that's what they're known as and right. so the fact that you have their representation in a film in 2015 in america of a mixed race family which is which is becoming a much much more predominant yeah, that's uh, what america type looks of family like, right? in america that's great. It's reflective of our society. I think that's fantastic. I am a little concerned uh, that if it doesn't do well, people will blame the fact that it features a mixed race family oh, sure. and a yeah. black fan, uh, Johnny Storm. Because if you look at Catwoman that came out several years ago with Halle Berry, uh, now that was right. com- I didn't see it. I've only seen parts, I did. clips I did. of it. Trust me, th- that movie... <laughs> But that movie would have been a disaster with no matter who. Yeah, no matter who actress. you cast. But that and that's the thing you have to keep in mind. Like, whether the character is white or black or Hispanic or Asian, it, it doesn't matter if this if the script is shit, then no <laughs> one's gonna save it. If the director is terrible, it's not gonna. It doesn't matter. And exactly. I just I just hope. I mean, I always hope for a good movie, right? So I want Fantastic Four to be good, and I. My concern is that if it's not good either because of the director or the script, 
I can't see it being because of the acting because they have such a good cast. Um, but if it's because of the script or the director, I hope that they ultimately don't blame the fact that the they took some chances with the casting. I doubt it. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I don't. I. I mean, I would be surprised if if that's really the takeaway that they take from it or, or get from it. But who knows? Um, you know, uh, I guess we'll have to see. And we we forgot to mention also Samuel Jackson, who plays um, Nick Fury, also right. a traditional white. Okay, uh, and see, that's um, real quick. That's a great example because not only did he crush that role, it was so popular that Marvel found a way to get rid of the white Nick Fury in the comic book universe (laughs) and replace him with his son. It's like a, it's like his son who's black and essentially looks like and acts like Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. And his name is Nick Fury Jr. And they just call him Nick Fury. So yeah, that's cool. And I I hope, I hope, you you know, know, Marvel keeps going that way. I think, um, you know, I don't know if a lot of people talk about him, in this way, but they've been, they've been pretty progressive with, with, with their casting and hopefully it keeps going. Um, it's hard to make major changes with, you know, characters that have been around for so long and people have come to know them as a certain type, you know, a certain type of person and a certain racial and ethnic <laughs> background. But, right. uh, but, you know, I think you're right. Like if you want to, if you want to advance these storylines or do something different, you gotta, you gotta switch it up and, um, and and this is a great way to do it. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully they they keep doing stuff like that. And you know, I, I don't think Donald Glover is going to be Spider Man, but if he is, I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be happy to see it. Yeah, I mean and that's what I take away from it too. Uh, to be honest, of all the guys that we we talked about, I really not having seen Dylan O'Brien or or Taron Egerton yet. Um, but they all look like good good choices to start with. That's a good pool, you know? So we'll see. I mean, so many things have to happen. Uh, but I think all in all, you know, I think you'd agree. I'm ex- definitely excited about whatever Marvel can do with Spider-Man now that they have like, yeah, man, uh, this is can like, actually the, write stories yeah, it was, for these characters. Right. I mean, you've been saying it for the longest time too, about, um, or maybe not the longest time, but you know, after I think the Avengers came out, uh, you and I'm sure a lot of Spider-Man fans uh, probably watched that movie and really enjoyed it and thought it was awesome. And even Guardians of the Galaxy and thought, wow, this is cool. Like they inserted humor and, you know, these characters are just uh, so much more relatable and fun to like watch and interact with each other. Right. And probably thought in the back of your mind, man, why isn't, why, why aren't the Spider-Man movies anything like this? Especially because Spider-Man in the comics um is maybe the funniest character and maybe uh, most and relatable. Like I mean, I would, I would always argue and most relatable, right. That Spider-Man is the most popular superhero across all ages. Like I think more children get into comic books and superheroes because of Spider-Man. Anytime I'm out like at the mall or anywhere in a public space, one in every four or five kids has a Spider-Man something on like shoes, t-shirt, cap, face paint, you know, whatever. And for whatever reason, Spider-Man is very accessible for children. And whereas I think Batman is, it's much more popular amongst adults. Um, but I think overall, I think that, that explains a lot of Spider-Man's uh, popularity. So he's in essentially a gateway superhero. Like he's the hero that gets kids into superheroes to begin with. And then they kind of branch out from there. 
Um, well, I'm sure Marvel is hoping that that'll that'll happen with with the next yeah. crossover movie as well. But uh, anyway, we covered the two kind of big, big uh, comic week. book stories of the week, and this is kind of the the format we're gonna try and do from here on out. Um, you know, we can't promise that every week is gonna be is gonna have news as big as this one. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be some some slow news weeks, and we will can't find wait ways till they release that Darkhawk release <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. movie script uh, release date. Maybe we'll revisit some old Darkhawk uh, comics. Maybe we'll revisit some old comic book movies. Um, you know, we'll find ways to uh, to fill the air and uh, and talk about comics. Um, Just as a as a teaser, something that we're gonna uh, you li- former listeners of Tango and Cast, new listeners of uh, we do have for those of uh, who really enjoyed the Who We Play For uh, from Tango and Cast, we are going to be introducing a game called What He Do. <laughs> what he do? Yeah, which is a, <laughs> which is a variation of who we play of who we play for, for. and it's uh, it, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, so I think we're going to lose really poorly. But oh, we'll, yeah. that's just a little teaser. Most we'll explain to you what that is in future podcasts. But um, that should do it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see. Um, you know, we'll cover all the week's news and um, talk about anything comic related. Yeah, that's so been going on for those uh, for those of us uh, for those that are still listening. And thank you for sticking around. Um, who do you think should play Peter Parker or Spider Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, feel free to comment on our Facebook page, or you can email us at that's right at. And this is the key, yahoo.com. Yahoo. Yeah. Yahoo.com. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Catch you next week. Next week, guys. Take care.